Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Hacksaw Ridge is a new feature film directed by Mel Gibson about the life of Desmond Doss, Medal of Honor recipient, World War II hero. We're going to interview his friend, Terry Benedict. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But we also have this hobby of reviewing films that bring honor to people of faith, and you're gonna be amazed if you go to see Hacksaw Ridge. It is a true-to-life story, a little bit of dramatization, but here they are in World War II in Okinawa, and Desmond Doss is an army medic who saves 75 people with his bare hands and without carrying a weapon. Today we're going to interview live via Skype uh, Desmond Doss's personal friend who also happens to be the uh, producer and, and director of a documentary and also a producer on the film Hacksaw Ridge, also a friend of Mel Gibson. Of course, I'm talking about Terry Benedict. Welcome, sir, to the program and I'm so honored to have you on the show today. So you are coming to us from Tennessee, is that your home? Uh, Chattanooga, yes. Well, fantastic. And you began this journey even before Mel Gibson agreed to direct this. You were working on a documentary for three years of your life about Desmond Doss, and you got to meet him personally, and you got to know him before he passed away in 2006. Talk about that. Well, I actually started and became aware of Desmond's story when I was 10 years old. I read a book about him and he was unlike any other hero I'd ever read about. And so he really became a, a point of inspiration for me. Much like young boys at that age, you know, they're, they're drawn to uh, war stories and, and heroes, but his was unlike anything I'd ever read. So I met him a couple of years later at a church summer camp and got to see him in the flesh and he was everything in fact he was nicer and humble than than i could have imagined and then later on in my film career you know i came back around to meet him uh, again and that's when the the documentary talk started with him so uh i got to you know i had a, I developed a very close relationship with him he was very grandfatherly towards me and um i'll never forget him so his personal faith in Jesus Christ is one of the underlying themes of the movie. He was a Seventh-day Adventist. Is that your faith? And can you tell us what he believed? Yes, that's how he was raised. And uh, he, he grew up in a very uh, loving home with his mother. His father had uh, some, some challenges in life. It was certainly during the Depression. Uh, times and uh, but Desmond's mother was a very compassionate woman and she really set the principles of, of high love you know the, the the commandment above all the others and uh, that's really where Desmond's seeds I think of, of 
unconditional love and towards serving others. And uh, his, certainly his personal faith in God, he was very committed to that and wouldn't let anything stand in the way. Well, of course, the movie is set on the battlefield. Uh, when you were doing the research for your documentary about that battle, about his heroics, uh, what did you learn about the events that led up to that battle? Well, it was a very big invasion uh, on Okinawa. The ships, the thousands of ships involved. Uh, it was the last uh, stop uh, for the Japanese uh, before mainland Japan. So they had they had years of preparation going on, including these series of ridges that got progressively uh, taller that traversed the island. If you thought of the island as a north-south island and the narrow part running east to west, these ridges uh, had to be conquered and the Japanese had had years to tunnel in there and create uh, multiple embattlements and, and whatnot. So it was very, very challenging to, um, to conquer. So that's, that was sort of the setting that they came, came under. In fact, uh, the Navy on Hacksaw Ridge, otherwise known as the Maeda Escarpment, is what it's really called. Uh, they were dropping 2,500 shells a night, and it was doing very little damage. That's how deeply embedded they were. Wow! So it really took uh, person by person evacuation of the foxholes where the Japanese were dug in, and and that was deadly. I mean, many other Medal of Honor recipients from those battles, but. Desmond Doss was unique in that as an army medic, he did not carry a gun. Was that a personal choice? Uh, someone labeled him a conscientious objector, why? Well, it, in 1940, President Roosevelt signed an executive order that really gave the opening for people to object to the idea of going to war or participating in war. And that was usually based on religious reasons. And, and the Adventists back then, corporately, were willing to serve God and country, but they wanted to do that as a non-combatant, meaning they wouldn't kill, which meant that there was no need to carry a gun. And so that's where sort of the rub came in at the beginning. Desmond had a legitimate deferment. He joined the army. He could have stayed out. But he grew up really wanting to help people, and he was always drawn to this, this first aid business. And so he really felt he wanted to be a, a combat medic, be up there right on the front lines. He didn't feel any need to carry a weapon, and so he joined. He let go of the deferment, and he joined. And uh, from, from right at the beginning, the guys immediately uh, decided that they were going to harass him. It, it turned into abuse, and this went over the period of uh, about two and a half years of training before they shipped off. They went to Guam and the Leyte in the Philippines, and then the final uh, aspect of their battle sequences occurred in uh, Okinawa. And, uh, and, and so during those, during those uh, battle sequences, they got to see Desmond in action, even in Guam, and their respect started to build, but it really didn't culminate until Hacksaw Ridge came and the devastation that had been going on there for quite some time. Uh, they went up on that hill and uh, there were about 155 men in, in Desmond's company and only best guesstimate is 30 to 40 
some came back under their own power, and Desmond let down uh, about 75 men with a rope under fire over a 12-hour period that were wounded and couldn't get down. And some were severely wounded, others just just couldn't make that climb back down down the net. And uh, and he did this in this 12-hour period, if you do the math, that was about one man every 10 minutes, and Desmond weighed about uh, 155 pounds. And so you can imagine there were men of all sizes and shapes, and uh, that's the remarkable sort of unexplainable aspect of how could a human being actually pull that off. Well, he must have been a man of prayer, you know, to not rely on weapons, but on the spiritual weapons of his warfare, I'm sure God was with him in those divine moments. Let's take a look at a video clip from the movie. We'll kind of get a feel for who he was and what happened at that Hacksaw Ridge. What the hell is your delay, Captain? We're waiting, sir. Waiting for what? Private Doss. Who the hell is Private Doss? I always dreamed about being a doctor, but I uh, didn't get much school. I can't stay here while all them go fight for me. Don't you figure this war is just going to fit in with your ideas? While everybody else is taking life, I'm going to be saving it. And that's going to be my way to serve. This is a personal gift from the United States government designed to bring death to the enemy. Well, I'm sorry, Sergeant. I can't touch a gun. She don't kill. No, sir. You know, quite a bit of killing does occur in war. Private Doss does not believe in violence. Do not look to him to save you on the battlefield. I don't think this is a question of religion. I think this is cowardice. I'll put that not with you because you weren't like anyone else. You're saying you could go to prison. But I don't know how I'm going to live with myself if I don't stay true to what I believe. With the world so set on tearing itself apart, seem like such a bad thing to me to want to put a little bit of it back together. Private Doss, you are free to run into the hellfire of battle without a single weapon to protect yourself. I'm gonna get you home. Something you gotta see. Who did this? That's the car. We have to go back up tomorrow. And they're not gonna go up there without you. Help me. You have to trust me. You better come home to me. Please, Lord. Help me get one more. Let me get one more. You know, I am already inspired watching that trailer. Uh, as a former Navy chaplain, 20-year veteran, uh, I have no idea the, the hell, honestly, that they must have gone through uh, in the Battle of Okinawa. And yet, I'm so grateful to you, Terry, for introducing that story to us through the documentary which preceded this movie. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll ask you about uh, how you met Mel Gibson, how you, uh, as a producer, recruited him to direct this feature film.
This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. We're joined again by my new friend, Terry Benedict, producer of Hacksaw Ridge. Terry, do you have much experience in filmmaking? Talk about the process that led up to this screenplay and this feature film that you helped with, uh, and Mel Gibson was the director. Yeah, I spent my whole, my whole career being a filmmaker from the point I graduated out of Pepperdine University. Uh, the, the credit for, for developing the, the feature, I brought on Bill Mechanic. I had met Bill through another producer uh, named uh, David Permit. And one of the promises that I had made to Desmond was to address his concern about compromising his character and him wanting to uh, not be glorified and that honor to go to God. And so I had promised him, look, I would do everything I could to protect the essence of his character. In fact, I, I went and, and actually said to him, look, I'll answer to God first, you second, and everybody else can get in line. And so um, when, I, when I met Bill, Bill got the magnitude of Desmond's story and the importance to protect the, the purity of Desmond's story, the essence of it. And uh, if you begin to compromise any of that, you just end up with another war story, really. And so Bill championed this project for over 10 years through the development of uh, potholes along the way. And a couple of years ago, he's the one who brought Mel on board. And I really couldn't have been happier because Mel's an extraordinary filmmaker. He's a faith-driven man himself. And so he also understood the need to keep the purity of the story in place and not compromise Desmond's character. And this was all very, very important. And uh, and everybody that came on board did the same thing, including uh, Andrew Garfield, who plays Doss. Actually, uh, I brought uh, Andrew down to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee here, where Desmond lived his full adult life, and really gave Andrew a chance to immerse himself in everything Desmond. He wanted to crawl inside Desmond's skin, uh, understand better the layers to Desmond. And so we spent some time here. Desmond's buried here at the uh, National Cemetery in Chattanooga. And then we did a road trip up to Lynchburg, Virginia, where Desmond was born and, and grew up. And that, that and led his formative years all the way up until the war. 
And uh, it really allowed Andrew a chance to use his five senses to, to uh, engage in Desmond's character, everything from accent to gestures to little ticks that Desmond would have. We walked on the train trestle where Desmond used to put pennies on the track and watch the trains go by and flatten them. And uh, it really enabled him to see the color of who Desmond was. And, and if you were to watch the documentary, The Conscientious Objector, the real Desmond, and then watch Hacksaw, you will see a seamless transition from the real Desmond to Andrew's performance of, of Desmond, which is, it's just remarkable. Wow. And the nuances and the looks that he gives, and you can see right into his eyes and feel what he's feeling. He just gives a, an incredible performance. Now, Desmond was also a family man. I know he has uh, a son or how many other children and talk about the love interest in the movie in the documentary and uh, you know his romance he does have one son desmond jr known as tommy and uh dorothy was his uh was his sweetheart um that he met you would see that in in both both uh film projects and uh, Dorothy was an amazing partner for him. She was really his soulmate. And uh, she died in the early 90s uh, from uh, brain cancer, and then Desmond later remarried. One of, one of the things that happened to Desmond uh, as a result of everything he had done in the war, he contracted tuberculosis and lost a lung, and oh unfortunately, the Army gave him too many antibiotics and it made him deaf. And so it really hobbled him in a way in terms of communicating. So, so it was really important for Dorothy and later on for Francis to, to be with him, to help him uh, work you know, with the outside world, so to speak. Well, for a man who had given so much of himself to his country, received the Medal of Honor, and then lived to age 87. You know, that's, Tom Brokaw says, the greatest generation, the World War II veterans are passing away. Every day we lose more and more. Uh, you know, pretty soon they're not gonna be around. Talk generally about their legacy and maybe some of his other Army personalities that were represented in the film. Well, you, you've, you've hit it on the head there. Uh, doing the documentary, We've heard about how those guys never would talk about their their experiences to their family members, and and we're really they left everybody out of of, of understanding in a, in a in a way that could hopefully make sense and also provide some healing. And so once I started interviewing uh, the men who had served with Desmond, it was not just an hour or two spending with, with one of the guys. We literally would interview them for eight to 10 hours a day for a day or two at a time. And they were at a point in their lives where they knew the sands in their hourglass were, were, were not in their favor. And so they were ready to, to really release and, and talk straight up, transparently, honestly, wholeheartedly, very emotionally. And their, the side benefit was their family suddenly understood an incredible amount of, of story for, for these guys individually and, and, and help uh, empathize with, and 
and, and understand in a way that they couldn't have before. And so that was incredibly gratifying for me. And all of those families and the men themselves felt so much better after that experience. It, it would be an understatement to say it was cathartic because it really was transformational for everybody concerned. Well, and we are honored. How can people get a hold of this DVD? And then we're gonna take a short commercial break. I'll let you talk about your foundation after that. I think it's up on Amazon right now. And the title is? The Conscientious Objector. The Conscientious Objector, the documentary about Desmond Doss, who is the, the hero, obviously, of Hacksaw Ridge. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll have Terry Benedict and talk about his charity. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. By now you're enjoying our daily news program, PIJN News, and where else are you gonna see a TV news anchor stop and pray with his audience after every story? We are unique, and we're changing the world in three ways. Number one, we're bringing you daily news from a Christian perspective, news-making interviews. Number two, we are mobilizing thousands of people to pray to God to join us and change world history as it unfolds. And number three, we are sending thousands of petitions to Congress. I know you want to partner with us, and we have a new method to do that. It's by donating your loose change on a daily basis. Well, if you're like me, most people actually don't carry many coins in their pocket because we're an electronic society. We're donating uh, through credit cards or debit cards. We're making daily purchases, and we don't have coins. So how can you donate your loose change? Well. We have an easy system where we've partnered with His Kingdom Funding for a secure automatic donation to round up every purchase that you make to the nearest dollar. Well, what do I mean by that? Let's say you go and you buy a cup of coffee and a bagel and the purchase is $5.75. And you swipe your credit card. Well, because you've signed up your card with our system, it'll be rounded up to $6 and that 25 cent difference will be donated to our ministry automatically. And you don't even have to think about it. You're rounding up to the next dollar, you're donating your spare change to us on a, on a regular basis, and you're changing the world with PIJN News. Just visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and click on the Loose Change icon. It'll take you through an automatic sign-up process, and at the end of the year, you will get a tax-deductible receipt of your giving for the entire year. So help us change the world today. Visit PrayInJesusName.org and partner with us to change the world. God bless you in Jesus' name. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Joined for one last segment with Terry Benedict, live via Skype from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, sir, talk about your foundation, the Shea Foundation. What do you do? Well, we saw that there was a need for, for people, filmmakers, artists, uh, people in our, our culture to be able to share what they've been able to, to do and, and to give back. And one of the ways to give back is making message media uh, products, not just films, it could be graphic design. But our mission is to help other nonprofits tell their stories in a much better way so that they can achieve their mission as well. And too often, they don't have the resources for storytelling. And so this is a, this is a way for us to do something very tangible using our abilities to, to tell stories 
that will benefit and impact people's lives. And so we do take on a lot of social justice issues like human trafficking, uh, Native American uh, issues, especially for children and, and education, uh, 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 issues like drugs and, and addiction. And really, uh, we're open to, to causes. We're very much, the, our underpinnings are, are a, a Matthew 25 of serving those in need. And those are our, our underpinnings, and we feel very obligated to use what we do, just not in the entertainment business, but to to help others. And uh, we've seen a real impact, even though we're a young organization, we've, we've seen a, a really great impact with the organizations we've been able to help. Well, that's fantastic. I can tell your faith informs everything that you do, and now, thank God, it's informing the rest of the world through your storytelling. Talk about the process of writing a screenplay. You wrote the documentary after those hours of interviews, but who wrote the, the screenplay for Hacksaw Ridge and how did you get to uh, see that? Well, Robert Schenken, a Pulitzer Prize winning writer, an excellent writer, uh, wrote, wrote the uh, screenplay for Hacksaw. Uh, he, he had accessible, because I gave it to him, I gave him all the resource material from the documentary, not just in the film, but the behind the scenes material and so I really wanted him to have the best possible chance to have everything available to him and, and write a great story, which he did. And Andrew Knight came along uh, later on in the period and also contributed. So both of those guys deserve a lot of accolades. Well, it looks like a great team came together to do honor to the memory of this hero, Desmond Doss. Uh, we have just about one minute left. Uh, if you would, please just Tell people what they should do next. It, maybe they're, you know, it's, it's almost Veterans Day, people are gonna go see this movie. If they're inspired to do something to help World War II veterans, what should people do? Well, I think the first thing, if they do go see the film, that would be great. Uh, I think they'll become away very inspired. And, and I really think that actually, if they do do that, this inward reflection that will happen as they come out of that theater, that will tell them and indicate what they could do to be, be helpful. But I think the biggest thing uh, is, is acknowledging. If, if people would acknowledge the, the great service and sacrifice that the men and women do in the, in the military community, that will go a long ways. I know that's happened in the preview screenings that I've done with the military community, is recognizing them and just saying thank you for your service. Amen, and that gratitude uh, is wonderful. I discern upon you the Spirit of God. God has gifted you for this time, and That's God true. has obviously gifted America with great veterans like Desmond Dawson. Thank you for working with Mel Gibson, for making this movie, for inspiring so many people. I think everybody needs to go see this film. I am encouraging everybody, please go see Hacksaw Ridge. Remember our veterans, honor our veterans this Veterans Day. We're out of time, but our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. If you want prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 
after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.